So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Happy Friday. Hope you're having an amazing day. Um, I'm chuckling at myself a little bit. This is take two. Uh, That's because take one, I was like, hey, everybody, what's up? It's Sathya. Welcome to the New Man Podcast. So I had a bit of a Freudian slip there. Uh, That's my old title, which was like, it's funny. It's actually funny to think that was like 15 episodes ago already. Um, But I guess uh, those neural pathways are still rewiring themselves a little bit. So uh, anyway, leaked out. Take two. Uh, We're off to a good start here so far. Hey, I uh, I hope you had a good week. Um, and I hope that you have some great plans for the weekend. Uh, let me just take this moment to remind you that you are worth celebrating, you're worth resting for and relaxing, and uh, I hope you find some things that bring joy to your heart and peace to your soul this weekend ahead. Uh, what I want to do today is review a book that is arguably one of the most um, important reads of the last decade in, in the space of uh, porn addiction and um, healthy sexuality, uh, particularly in a Christian context. If you're not a Christian and you're listening, I want you to know that you'll still find a tremendous value from this episode, and I think you'd find tremendous value from the book. Um, but the book is written uh, certainly for a Christian audience, and that's reflected in, you know, I would say some of the, the philosophy and some of the principles that are presented. Uh, the book is Unwanted by Jay Stringer, and um, the, it, it is, it's just a game changer. So we're, we're going to go through it. I'm going to kind of give you an overview of the book. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Jay and some things that I, I picked up about him in, in the reading that I think are worth highlighting. And then just a few things that I would really encourage you uh, to take away from reading this book. So maybe you're not going to read it. So you're like, okay, Sathya, just give me the goods. You got it. I'll give you the goods. Um, or maybe you have read it and you're just curious to see if you know what I took away was what you took away or if you remember this part of that part, uh, whatever. Regardless, I hope we can have a nice exploration of uh, what I believe to be a a very, very significant book in this addiction recovery space. So um, for starters, um, Unwanted is uh, really written for people struggling with any kind of sexual misbehavior, whether it's pornography, masturbation, affairs, uh, prostitutes, uh, you know, whatever it might be, any kind of sexual misbehavior that you are having a hard time getting rid of. So on that front, it's, it's a perfect book for all of us to read. Um, I'm going to assume most of you are listening because you want to grow in your sexual health and your sexual integrity. Um, this book is, is meant for you. It was written for you. Um, the, the goal of the book really is to help you gain an understanding of where sexual misbehavior originates. It, it's sort of the age-old million-dollar question where does this all start? Where did it all come from? Um, because I think inherently, when it comes to problem solving, humans know that if they can identify what caused the problem, they can, for starters, resolve the problem, and then two, ensure it doesn't repeat itself later on. So there, there is something fundamental to just identifying the origins of an issue, and that is sort of what Jay Stringer has set out to do. 
Now, this book is actually a, a representation of uh, the findings of an in-depth survey uh, that was conducted with 3,800 participants. And they, they were surveyed on you know, a variety of things, um, parental relationships, um, some of their sexual experiences. Uh, a lot of it, uh, maybe all of it was an evaluation. So they're kind of ranking on a scale of one to five. And, you know, they tabulate the responses, the results, and based on that, they're able to kind of conclude or, or, or uh, at least identify some correlations between, um, you know, uh, sexual abuse and porn consumption. Or, uh, you know, they can see some relationships between people who had a rigid father um, or, or uh, uh, yeah, a rigid father and maybe an easygoing mom, how that played into uh, porn consumption later on and some of the viewing patterns and behavioral habits and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's really fascinating, and um, and I think the the book is uh, is really unlike anything else out there. There's certainly other books that that are research based, um, but I would say this survey was quite unique, and I think the results that it presented were uh, were really quite eye opening. So that's sort of the book in a nutshell. Now I, I really want to give credit where credit is due. I think Jay Stringer is uh, is phenomenal. Um, he's phenomenal for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one is he He's a trained uh, or licensed mental health counselor, and he's an ordained minister. So he really has the soft skills and uh, you know the qualifications certainly to speak on these kinds of matters because uh, you know there's a very pastoral component to guiding people through the addiction recovery process. Um, but of course, the fact that he's a licensed therapist means you know he's able to uh, I guess look after the clinical aspects of mental health as well. And I think that alone, you know, uh, it certainly gives him um, insight that would be worth listening to. But I think what's really astounded me about uh, about him is, uh, secondly, he's a researcher. So this is actually pretty rare. Most people that are practicing therapists are not researchers. They they do not have an interest in exploring empirical data, and you know, trying to extract results and conclusions from it. Um, they're much more interested in the other side of it, which is the theories and the techniques that are developed from the research and learning to just simply apply those. So with that being said, like for, for Jay, um, somebody who is you know a licensed mental health counselor and an ordained minister to do, uh, again, not just a little bit of research, but uh, an extensive, comprehensive study uh, is really impressive. And um, I would consider myself to be uh, of a similar wiring. I love the empirical research part. I worked in research labs for years during my undergrad. And of course, I've worked as a pastor. Um, you know, I'm a member of the Canadian Psychological Psychologist Association or whatever. Um, so I kind of, I, I dip in those three pools as well. Uh, but I, I would say Jay is, um, you know, he's on another level for sure, the way he does it. And I really respect him for it. And uh, the last thing that was really cool is that Jay is a very artistic writer. Um, there's a real poetry to, to what he did with this book and the way he presented the findings of his research. And so I, I just think it was a neat conglomerate of um, pastoral care, of clinical experience, empirical data, um, all kind of wrapped together in poetry and artistry that displays it in a very um, palpable but eye-opening kind of way. And, and I think for all those reasons, this book has become um, you know, a, a bestseller in its category. And the, the, I don't think I know any other book quite like it. So it, it really is worth the read. 
Um, what I want to share with you guys just in the next few minutes here are uh, some of the major takeaways I got from the book. Um, now, I, I, I mean, it, it's hard. You know, it, it is hard to kind of just pick, uh, pick a few things. Uh, but I really just have two things that I wanted to double down on. Uh, number one is the brilliance of the title. So the, the title is Unwanted. And there's a neat double entendre with the title of this book. The first layer is more obvious. And it is that the book is addressing how to handle unwanted sexual behaviors. Porn consumption, masturbation, affairs, prostitution, etc. How to handle these unwanted behaviors. And of course, it, it speaks to the, the cry of the human heart. Like... Because generally speaking, we don't actually want to engage in these things. Nobody dreams about doing that when they get older. Uh, even people don't wake up in the morning and say, yeah, I think I'm going to go cheat on my wife tonight. Like These are not things that we set out to do. They are unwanted behaviors. That word alone makes a distinction between the nature of the person and the behavior. And this is a, a very critical component of recovery is separating who you are from what you've done. Very hard to do. But it is crucial and it is critical if you want long-term success. That, that identity shift must take place. Otherwise, you will continually be bound by your past. And you might even be able to abstain from sexual misbehavior, but you will not enjoy the process and you will never, ever achieve the fullness of your potential in life. It's impossible as long as your, or your identity rather is defined by what you do. So the very use of the word unwanted separates the, the nature of man from his behavior. And I love that. I think that's really powerful. But the double entendre, the, the second layer, is that our fear of being unwanted is what actually drives us to sexual misbehavior in the first place. It is a fear of rejection, a fear of being unlovable. It is a fear, um, or, or not even just a fear, it's sometimes it's the actual experience of, it, of rejection. It's the experience of being unloved and neglected and, and not taken care of properly. All of these things lead us to seek out solutions like pornography because pornography offers that fake illusion of temporary validation, acceptance, whatever it might be. So um, I really commend Jay for that. And I, I would say that those two themes are woven throughout the book that um, that there's a reason why we pursue unwanted sexual behavior and if we can identify those reasons it actually gives us cause to separate our identity from what we've done and secondly usually what is driving us to these unwanted sexual behaviors in the first place is in some way related to our experience or our fear of being unwanted as a person. So I think that's really brilliant and I really appreciate that. Um, to me, the, the, the second point I'm going to make about the book, and, and I think this is the real meat of it, is part one. So if you're not a big reader, you should at least read part one of the book because I think the way Jay explains his findings, the impact it has for how we view recovery from sex addiction, porn addiction, and the like, is what was truly groundbreaking. And I think what's neat is that they're not just ideas, but he has a survey to kind of illustrate and, and demonstrate 
some of these dynamics that are at play. So these are not just his, uh, you know, he obviously had some presuppositions to create the survey, but um, the conclusions are purely empirical, um, or at least they're, they're empirically driven. And, um, and I think it, it's why his conclusions were just so salient. You know, they really hit home. Um, now, if I could put it in my own words, because I, I do think he's quite clinical and he's a bit artistic, so it, it, it's not a reading style for everybody. So if I could put it in my own terms, I would say that Jay identifies kind of the multi-dimensionality of sexuality and of sexual recovery, uh, or, or sorry, of, of uh, recovery from sexual misbehavior. Now, I talked about this in yesterday's episode. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, sorry, not yesterday's episode, but a couple episodes ago. Um, but there's really three dimensions of recovery. And I think the first is sort of that um, behavioral control. It's internet filters, accountability partners, and the like. The second is trigger awareness, where we can identify the feelings and the events that, that are sort of the, the triggering events or the catalyst for us to then watch pornography, masturbate, or act out in any other way. But the third dimension is really what, what Jay is talking about, and it's the origins. It is finding out where these narratives started that led us to conclude that pornography was a solution. And you really, you have to understand this third dimension well before you can really start to explore it for yourself. And I thought there'd be no better way to sort of demonstrate this than to just read an excerpt from the book. Um, Because I just thought this example was so profound. And, And this is actually towards the end. This is page 229. If you uh, want to follow along or whatever, uh, it's in the chapter called Community as a Place to Discover Purpose. And uh, the subsection is Remembering Where You Come From. But I think this really illustrates uh, what Jay was articulating in part one of his book, uh, which is really uh, understanding the origins in sort of a multidimensional way. So let me read this excerpt and then uh, we'll kind of uh, wrap it all up. Justin was an only child born to two Boeing engineers. He did well in school and excelled in soccer. Justin came to see me because his wife felt conflicted about his viewing pornography. He reported having used pornography since high school. He did not feel particularly bad about his behavior and thought his wife was being overdramatic. It's just something I do when I'm bored. We all have our ways to unwind and I found one that works for me. We got to talking about his childhood and I asked Justin to tell me about a typical evening in his family. I get back from soccer practice, drop my soccer bag in the laundry room, say hi to my mom, take a shower, and then walk back upstairs when I would hear the garage door open, signaling my dad was home. My dad and I would nod hello, and the three of us would sit down for dinner. Usually my mom would talk about her day or the latest stuff going on with her sisters. We would put our dishes in the sink, and my dad would go watch the news. My parents would tidy up for a bit and then say goodnight to me. From about 8 o'clock on, I'd just be downstairs working on homework or in the basement watching TV. So you can kind of see that even the, expla- uh, the explanation of the client at this point is in that first dimension. He, the way he's explaining his upbringing is purely at a behavioral kind of level and just superficial dynamics. All right, continuing on here. I inquired, so it's possible that you could go weeks without ever being asked how life was going. Yeah, Justin replied. I pushed further. And fair to say you could go months without ever being touched or hugged by either of your parents. That sounds about right, Justin replied. When puberty hit, he watched the Howard Stern show after his parents went to bed. He was drawn toward the sexual content of the show, but even more to the commercials. Justin noted this was at the height of the Girls Gone Wild popularity, 
After 10 p.m., there were so many channels to see those ads on. That was always the most intriguing part of my day. It struck me that Justin's adult life was a mere reenactment of his childhood. As an adult, he would unwind into an alternative reality. I offered this interpretation to him and he said, sure, but that's what I'm talking about. I don't see anything wrong with it. And I feel irritated that my wife wants me to get therapy. Of course, I wish I had other things to do besides porn. There are days I just want something different, but usually I just feel stuck. What Justin would go on to disclose was that he didn't see his core issue as pornography, but rather a profound sense of emptiness and boredom in life. I don't know what I want. I see a couple of my friends who are driven with their careers or seem to like their families, but I don't feel any of that. I don't know who I want to be. The world is full of people like Justin. He exists in every city across America using pornography because of having little else to live for. Many men and women I work with pursue pornography because their lives are empty, so they drift off into the strong currents of perversion. When your life is characterized by a marked absence of delight, adventure, and intimacy with those you love, activities that kill time and hope by offering escape become increasingly central to your identity. Activities such as watching porn, football, NASCAR, video games, TV, or virtual reality are all classic examples. In Justin's story, you can smell a fundamental deadness in his home that brought about the necessity for an alternative reality. Pornography was available, far more so than a family or community encouraging him to discover an authentic identity. So I think that's a great example of sort of this third dimension of recovery, where you are sort of pinpointing the underlying narratives and stories and Jay's astute observation is, I think, what really epitomizes this third dimension. And um, it's where he said, it struck me that Justin's adult life was a mere reenactment of his childhood. As an adult, he would unwind into an alternative reality. The same way that when he was a kid, he would unwind into an alternative reality of Girls Gone Wild commercials and sexual content on the Howard Stern show. He was able to escape. And that escapism was simply amplified and translated into his adult life. And uh, I think to me that that sort of approach is what really is so incredible about this book. Now, of course, if you guys have listened to the po- been listening to the podcast, you're saying, Sathya, you've been talking about this stuff since day one. I know, but you know, I'm not Jay Stringer. I don't have the book that had this kind of success and I'm super grateful that, uh, that he has had this success because his message is so important that it needs to get out to as many people as possible. And I hope he continues to sell thousands and, and hundreds of thousands of copies of his book uh, because I think so many people would benefit from the content here and some of the concepts he's outlining. But I, I, what I wanna encourage you with, uh, just to wrap this all up, is if you are really serious about getting free of pornography and you're really looking to get some help, you need to get somebody in your corner. It could be a counselor, it could be a coach like me, a program like mine, um, but there's lots of counselors out there like Jay. Uh, it has to be somebody who can guide you through the process of identifying the early initial origins of your sexual misbehavior. They're often much further back than we realize, but when you start to identify those dynamics, the healing that comes as a result is absolutely incredible. And um, you know, for me personally, uh, I've mentioned it a few times this week, but I'm coming up on six years you know, of being free of pornography. That's a really big deal. 
And, and that's the kind of fruit that you can expect as well if you're able to get to the origins and resolve them once and for all. So I hope this has helped you. I'm going to put a link to the book in the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, I think it's a great read. It's a very easy read as well. Uh, it's large text, fat margins. Um, so you get through the chapters pretty quickly. And I actually probably read uh, four or five of these chapters out loud with my wife. We just kind of uh, went through it together. She found it totally riveting and it opened up some really good dialogue between us. She actually shared some things that she had never shared before with anyone. And uh, at, at the end of each chapter are some questions to sort of reflect and ingest the content. Um, so that's where we had some really good conversations. And uh, that's where you could have some great conversations as well, or at least some great journaling sessions if you don't have anybody else in your life that you can uh, do that with. So um, that's everything for today, guys. Uh, I really do encourage you to get your hands on this book. Link is in the show notes. And I, I will just mention, uh, I get a bit of an affiliate commission if you use the link in the show notes. Um, so if you want to support me, that's great. And if you don't, no hard feelings. I just hope you get your hands on this book uh, because I know it'll be a tremendous help to you. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing weekend. Uh, much love to you. Like I said at the beginning, take care of yourself. Make sure you get some, uh, some space to enjoy and to rest. And uh, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great week. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. 